0: Backs him down. Giannis into the lane. Giannis spinning.
1: Welcome to Locked On Bucks. I'm your host, Kane Pittman, here with the founder of brewhoop.com and longtime voice of the podcast, Frank Madden. Today's episode that is brought to you by our friends at Built Bar. Go to builtbar.com and use Locked On at the checkout for $10 off your first order. And Frank, we, uh, for now, it appears that we've, we've run out of what ifs, but I sent the SOS out to you this morning and said, I'd really like to pod tonight, <laughs> but I don't really know what to talk about. And you came up with this, and we we'll have spoke about this before. And I know you guys have done this in the past on the podcast—trade uh, value rankings or expansion draft rankings. I don't know how you want to describe this, but I guess I can—I can let you take this one away from the top.
0: Yeah. So uh, this is, you know, kind of brings together my my two favorite things, right? Uh, basketball and sort of salary cap stuff because (laughs) um obviously contracts matter greatly and anytime you're talking about trade value um and probably i mean there's kind of a couple different ways to look at it maybe and, and i think the first time we did a i wrote um i started a series like this was i believe in 2014 it was i believe post jabari draft and we did on brew hoop a Like countdown, basically, of like you know who's who's the most valuable. Who are the most valuable bucks? Um, And anytime you do this, like people always then interpret it different ways. A lot of people interpret immediately jump to just like who's the best basketball player like right now. Um, But what we were trying to get at, and I don't know how successful I was over the years (laughs) at conveying this, but it's that you know think about it from like a GM perspective. Like a player is you know worth what they can do now. It's worth, you know, uh, what they're going to be in the future. It's worth how long you have contractual control over them. It's worth they're worth, you know, what the rest of the league perceives them as, etc. Uh, so you can think of it as as trade value, uh, or maybe the easier way to think about it is, you know, if there was an expansion draft tomorrow and you had to rank order your players. Um, such that you were, you know, protecting them from an expansion draft and it starts with one player and then it gets, you know, all the, all the way to, you know, your, your top player, which will probably be the least interesting part of, uh, (laughs) of this ranking. Um, but interestingly, I remember 2014, I was actually kind of surprised because our readers, um, uh, you know, showing that they were astute actually had Giannis number one, uh, even in that first summer. So he was just, you know, literally Giannis coming off his rookie year, which was obviously very encouraging and he showed a lot of signs of things. But I was kind of surprised that people, even at that point, um, placed Giannis ahead of Jabari, which of course ended up, you know, being validated through everything that's happened since. Um, but yeah, so this will be, you know, the, I guess, whatever, seventh straight year that Giannis will be number one um, in, in these types of rankings for us. But um, but again, we'll, we'll count it down from uh from the bottom uh and we'll get to Giannis last uh and again factor in how good the players going to be injuries you know production obviously uh near term versus long term uh all those things and obviously as a bucks fan right now you know you're probably going to be more biased towards uh, guys who are productive right now versus guys who you know are maybe um more about the future uh which <laughs> isn't really relevant for many bucks right now given how old this team is but we are going to include the number 19 pick in our value ranking since, you know, it's, a tra- you know we're sort- it's sort of a trade value ranking thing. So we might as well include everything that you can trade. And I think for ground rules, um, obviously we're going to view this sort of as the players, you know, going into uh, next season, let's say. So there are a number of free agents that we've talked about. We're going to exclude those from the regular rankings just because they don't have contracts. So we don't really know, obviously, what they're going to sign for, if they're going to come back, if they're going to do something else. Um, So we're going to treat them kind of separately. So that's Sterling Brown, Pat Connaughton, Cal Corver, Marvin Williams. And we're just going to assume, I think for our purposes, um, let's assume Rolo and Wes Matthews uh, take their player options. And then I think with Ursan, he's probably the, the most unique guy because he's got that non-guaranteed contract for next year. Um, Let's treat him as though you have the option to uh, basically waive him at no cost or keep him. Um, So again, they'll have to make a decision on that before free agency essentially this year, whenever that happens. Um, But I think for our purposes, let's, let's sort of treat it that way. So um, why don't we, why don't we start with uh, the free agents just so we don't ignore, ignore them, even though they are kind of in a different bucket. When you look at the guys I mentioned, Pat Sterling, Kyle Korver, Marvin Williams, let me ask it this way, Kane: If you're John Horse and you're factoring in, you know, likely contract, uh, likely market for those guys, et cetera, and how they fit on the roster, all those things, who would you most want to prioritize to bring back to this team, and, and how would you think about ordering those four guys?
1: Yeah, it's interesting. And and we did speak about this. If if anyone missed it, we had a podcast a couple of weeks ago. You might be able to go back to hear the more detailed cap ex- explanation from Frank in regards to the, the situation coming up for Pat And But Pat Conan is a guy that theoretically should be coming into his prime and a guy that has been... A, a, pretty good contributor for this team. Let's just say he's been a, reg- a regular feature in the rotation anyway. He's, be- he's been playing you know 15 to 20 minutes since Bud has, has come in. So uh, he's a guy that-, that has played a lot. But if I'm talking about this team as we are, and as you sort of already alluded to, this team in the situation they're in, wanting to contend and factoring in the contract situation and, and any complications that might come from that, I, I think I still have Marvin number one now i i understand why that might seem strange if someone says well pat is in his prime you want to go for a guy in his mid to mid to late 20s and you're picking marvin williams drafted back in 2005 but i I think we saw this season that marvin has plenty left in the tank certainly defensively and he can play a role in his team off the bench so i think I would have Marvin number one. And I'm also ranking him number one because I think he's the most likely that's probably going to return. I think he's he's going to be a guy that's going to be on a minimum deal. Yeah, he's just got settled in Milwaukee. He's playing next to Giannis. He knows the team's going to be a contender. I think that's a situation that would be appealing for him. So I had Marvin uh, number one. And I think if Kyle Corvett decides to play I can't see him playing anywhere else either. So I, I kind of have him too. And then Pat and Sterling is so difficult for me because the contract situations uh, complicate things still and obviously restricted free agent. The only way I really see him coming back is if there's, if there's no market for him at all and he signs a, a very uh, cheap deal to, to come back and, and be that guy. If there's any money involved in terms of... Uh, uh, mid-level deal or anything and we know this is going to be complicated this year with the cap i don't see any chance that sterling comes back because uh as we've seen this year he hasn't been high on the peck in order for bud to give him minutes anyway so i probably if i split them into groups i have marvin and kyle at the front pat and sterling at the back but before i ask you to see where you landed on the free agent market frank i gotta remind you and everyone else all our listeners about a company that certainly is not a free agent and a locked on podcast network sponsorship stakes and that is built bar built bar as everyone knows is the protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar they have 16 amazing flavors the bars are covered in 100 percent chocolate they're soft and easy to chew i keep on saying it after i record this podcast i'm going out for a run so before i get in the car and drive out to the waterfront here in geelong australia i'm gonna have a built bar and i'm gonna be on my way i will be set They're great for the health-conscious guy. The bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, and high-fiber. And, of course, the best thing about Built Bar right now for our listeners is they have a good offer for you. Go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll get $10 off your first order. Use the promo code LOCKEDON for $10 off your first order at BuiltBar.com.
0: Yeah, I also had Marvin one, uh, which is kind of ironic given he had the least amount of time with the Bucks last year out of all the guys we're talking about. But um, I also had Marvin one uh, in part just because I think, I mean, you have to view all these guys through the lens of can they play every round in the playoffs, right? Or are they going to fit into what you're going to want to do there? And sure. I think with Marvin um, and we saw it, it did not take long for him to become the backup Four man and, and a guy that played even with Giannis uh, a fair bit, um, in, in the limited time he was in Milwaukee thus far. So, um, so yeah, I, I think that, uh, Marvin actually is a really nice fit. And then you hit on the other piece too, which is, um, just contractually, I don't think he's going to be expensive, <laughs> which is, which is appealing. And, and again, I mean, he's going to be 34 in June. Like it's, it's crazy how old he is because he doesn't, I mean, he doesn't look that old. He still plays, I think, you know, uh, <laughs> like he's, he's a younger guy. Um, obviously that, that, that age is a bit worrying, you know, he's not going to, um, I think be able to be as versatile defensively as, as he is forever, but at least I think so far it, he looks like a very useful piece there. And just from a fit standpoint and a kind of fungible defensive, uh, piece, I, I like that as well. And, you know, I put Pat second. Um, yeah. I, it's tough because, again, I think when I look at these other guys, um, there are really only two of them that I would trust to be guys that you could trust, that you could play no matter the matchup. And Marvin's one and Pat's the other. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> and so I think Pat sort of by default for me jumps ahead of Korver. Um, and, again, I mean, Kyle's, you know, it, Kyle's obviously – I mean, I think he, his defense used to be underrated. I think, you know, he's still savvy enough that, um, you know, he can uh, probably – do better than you would think, given obviously his tools and, and his age frame. Um, but again, teams are going to hunt him. I mean, we saw that at various points uh, in the season this year. Uh, teams will try to put him in pick and rolls and, and try to make him uh, defend uh, more athletic guys. And, and obviously, he's going to really struggle there. Um, that said, super smart guy. Obviously, a really good fit, great locker room guy. Um, so, I mean, I had Pat third. I had uh, Kyle third, but I put Pat second. Uh, but I would give it with the caveat of this we don't know what Pat, Mark, Pat's market going to be. You know, obviously the market is probably not going to be great <laughs> just, just based on the economics of things happening around the league right now. But um, he's the kind of guy that I think you be, you have to be very careful. You don't overpay. And, and again, I I'm approaching this through the lens of the bucks. Probably if they can want to avoid going over the luxury tax. Do I think that it's um, completely avoidable and that there's, you know they're definitely not going to pay it. No, because I don't know exactly where the tax and cap are going to be. So I mean we're dealing with that uncertainty, obviously, as we talk about all this. But that said, um, just in general principle, I mean, where is Pat in the roster? He's not the sixth man. He's not. I would say he's not the seventh man either, because I would say Dante's the seventh man. <laughs> so he's the eighth man, ninth man. You know, if Marvin's the eighth, and ninth man too, like. You know he's not that high in the rotation, and he's a guy that I think. I mean, you could see him not even playing consistently in the playoffs. um, In certain scenarios, right? I mean, if his jump shot uh, abandons him, for instance, he's a guy that could fall out of rotation. So I think you got to be really careful with paying a guy like that too much money when you're very cap constrained as the Bucks are. Um, And so he's a guy that I mean, again, I would like to bring him back, but you know, if I could bring him back for. 4 million bucks a year. That's one thing. If it has to be 7 million from the bucks, I just, I just don't think that's probably a, a very smart move. <laughs> like he, he just doesn't play enough minutes, right? Like if for, for where, uh, where you are cap wise and, and flexibility wise, um, especially if you're going to use the tax as, as kind of the ceiling on, on what you want to spend. So, so yeah, Pat's kind of, uh, he, he's going to be probably the most, in some ways, the most interesting guy, because he probably is going to have the most robust market. Um, and then I put Kyle third, Sterling fourth. Again, you could argue hey, Sterling's young. You know, there's at least a chance that he gets better. He's obviously has much better two way tools than Kyle, whereas Kyle's obviously a pure offensive specialist. Um, but again, I think just on a veteran team locker room wise, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I think, again, there's a good argument for what I just said. You, need, you probably want some young guys on this this roster that at least have some upside. And it's not like Sterling's going to break the bank to retain to, to retain him. But I think just, I also have some of the concerns. I mean, is you can sign him, but is Bud ever going to play him? Is he going to trust him? That's obviously a concern. And, um, you know, again, I think, you know, when you're putting on your armchair GM role, you have to factor those things in. So so that was kind of where, where I came out. Um, so pretty similar to where you come out. Um, anything else on that? Or do you want to jump into... Uh, counting down our uh, our remaining guys.
1: Yeah, I will just say, I, as I was listening to you speak, uh, I realized or I felt like I was a little bit disrespectful to Pat by choosing the 40-year-old uh, <laughs> over over him. But uh, I, I think that uh, some of the, the points you laid out are valid. And I, I think that's maybe where I fall the most on Pat because when I look at him the last two seasons, to get a guy like that the way they did for around $1.5, $1.6 million. And as you said, not playing huge minutes, but to get the contributions they had, particularly in some of those playoff games uh, last season, I mean, it's been incredible value. But I, I do think that the the pendulum would very quickly swing to a guy that you're like, oh, this is great. We're paying him $1.5. All of a sudden, like, oh, I'm not sure if he's doing enough to get that much money. And, and certainly the salary cap squeeze and where the bucks are sitting uh, with the tax... Is, is going to be noteworthy so i, I don't know i mean uh, either way it, it's it's uh it's i I'm, I'm happy with with any of the rankings and and I was fine with pat ahead of Kyle but I, I probably just am leaning towards in my head thinking that Marvin and Kyle come back but uh we can jump into the rankings and I, I I've already had a swap since we started, so maybe I can give you my first two i don't know how you want to do this, but I've swapped these two already because i i wasn't sure what we were going to do with Ersan And as you sort of uh, mentioned, I I guess we assume that you have the choice. And I think if you have the choice of the, the $7 million team option for next year, I mean, I think we've both agreed that doesn't necessarily mean he won't be in Milwaukee next season, but I don't think he's going to be getting paid $7 million. Let's just say this. And the other guy I have is obviously Thanassus who I've said before, I think he's is is an ideal 15th man. He's a guy that works his ass off, is extremely good influence in the locker room, always positive, always uh, getting guys up and, and ready to go. And, and sets a good example. So but, but as far as an NBA player goes, uh, Thanasis, I don't think there's a lot of trade value there. So Irsan uh, at the $7 million, obviously not something that's going to happen. And then Thanasis I had 11. So those two guys was where I, I got things started. But before we dive into what could be our first disagreement of these rankings, let me tell you about my secret weapon for learning new things and getting ahead. There's an incredible app that I have to tell you about, Frank. It solves problems, and I highly recommend it. It's called Blinkers. Blinkist is really unique and it works on your phone, your tablet, or your web browser. Blinkist takes the best key takeaways, the need-to-know information from thousands of nonfiction books and condenses them down into just 15 minutes that you can read or listen to. 12 million people are using Blinkist right now and it has a massive and growing library from self-help, business, health, the history books. Blinkist has the latest titles from the bestsellers lists as well as the classic nonfiction titles you always meant to read but never had time to. With Blinkist, you get unlimited access to read or listen to a massive library of condensed nonfiction books, all the books you want, and all for one low price. And right now, for a limited time, Blinkist has a special offer just for our audience. Go to Blinkist.com NBA, drive free for seven days, and save 25% off your new subscription. That's Blinkist, spelled B-L-I-N-K-I-S-T, Blinkus.com slash nba to start your free seven-day trial you also save 25 percent off but only when you sign up at blinkus.com slash nba
0: so i'll give you my my bottom three um and again i i think uh i, I originally had urson last because of just I, I just don't think you can pay him seven million bucks on this roster especially given we just talked about wanting marvin williams back and He's not really going to play because of Marvin Williams, and you know, what's you can't pay Ursan seven now. Um, again, if these if the if the angle is well, it's an option, so it, it can also be zero, then um, with that as a backdrop, I can move him up a spot. Um, because I actually had second to last DJ Wilson because mm-hmm. I just think he's a negative asset at four and a half million dollars when he's not going to get played, right? And and again, this is tough for me because. I generally would consider myself a a DJ optimist. Um, I think he, I I still think he could play a role on this team um, in a world where, you know, uh, if he's again on the roster, he's under contract, but at four and a half million, if he's on the roster and you know, you don't have any other power forwards and you have to play him. I think he could actually be totally useful. Still, (laughs) I mean, he's a really, again, he's a versatile defender. Works hard. I mean, he's not like a, a guy who takes plays off or something defensively, and so he's lost minutes that way. It's, it's still a little interesting that that he found his way into dog, into Bud's doghouse, given you know his um, he's not like kind of your typical like lazy defender type guy. That's usually what gets guys in the doghouse. Um, but obviously, playing behind veterans, he's just had a really hard time breaking through this season. And um, so again, I, I'd probably put him then. Um, behind Urson purely because I can wipe Ursun off the books <laughs> entirely. And I can't do that with DJ. And to be honest, I don't think you're going to be able to just give DJ Wilson away at four and a half million dollars at this point. I think teams just haven't seen enough of him. And obviously, you know, again, it, my perception of this differs a little bit um, in terms of I'm viewing it through the lens of is bud going to play this guy. Not, you know, would I want to play him if I was the coach? Cause mm-hmm. let's be honest, I'm not the coach. Um, so ironically, I had those two, two power, two backup power forwards and the two bottom spots, which people might say, well, how on earth can you have Thanassus anything but last? And so two obvious reasons. And again, like the I mean, it's, it's stupid that, you know, and in some ways that we even have to debate where he sits because clearly he's the worst basketball player of all these guys. Like, I'm, I'm not going to say that, uh, he's not, um, but he's also a minimum contract, He's, our son. he's Giannis's brother. And so he has this weird de facto, like, you know, I don't want to say he's untradeable um, in an expansion draft. Obviously, he's not going to be second. <laughs> <laughs> he's, not, he's not that untradeable. <laughs> um, but uh, again, compared to like, you know, a negative asset like DJ, where, you know, that contract may actually come back to really limit you um, in free agency, Thanassus is obviously a fair bit cheaper and neither guy plays <laughs> with bud so it almost doesn't even really matter if, you know this season it hasn't even mattered that dj is certainly a guy that you would trust more than Thanassus because neither guy has gotten any any real minutes and obviously with Thanassus you're not expecting it moving forward dj you know, you're not expecting it but it's also a little bit um it's a little, you know, it's a much easier to see a scenario where he would actually be able to to play. He's younger, et cetera. So, and, we, and we've seen it in the NBA level. So, so that's my weird thanasis um, positioning, which again is, is clearly not a, a reflection of his skill so much as of the, his contract, other players' contracts and the weird position he has as the brother of the league's MVP. So, um, so anyway, so I think that, so that's how, how we, how I had my, my bottom three, um, so I guess that's 12 11 and 10 So let me ask you 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 did not have dj in that group Did you have dj next or where did he fit in?
1: Yeah, I had him next and again, this is where this The lines blur a little bit and and you've sort of already pointed to it I guess it depends what lens you're looking through uh, I had her sign so low because uh, as you sort of mentioned uh, The the seven million dollars, obviously I don't think he's going to be there So I guess I was taking it as even if he's on the roster next year, it's not going to be for the $7 million. Uh, and DJ Wilson ahead next because if I view these power forwards together, I guess if that's what you want to say with Marvin Ersan and DJ, I, I still put some value into what I, I think DJ could do or we've seen him do at times. And I think Marvin really just cancels out Ersan. Like I, I think in, in defensively what he can do, versatility, and, you know, it's not like Ersan was a major factor offensively. So I guess I did put some... Uh, maybe that's why I put DJ ahead of him. We've already spoke about the $4.5 million. I, I, I mean, if you could turn back the clock and maybe not uh, pick up that option, I, I'm sure they probably would, given the circumstances right now. So, yeah, I had DJ 10. And I I seem to really group these rankings together with a couple of guys. And the next couple guys on my list i had certainly fall in that category again and there's a couple of guys we spoke about at the start that we had uh that we were going to include with with options and assume they pick them up and to be honest i think there's a there's a there's a real chance both of these guys do pick up the options that's robin lopez and wesley matthews robin lopez has an option next year for five million dollars and wesley's around that 2.6 mark next year so again i mean if you talk about value for contracts and what they're bringing to the table you already spoke about um you know where where pat sort of sat in the pecking order in rotation well robin lopez was the true backup center and we don't know how that was going to play out in the playoffs if there was going to be some matchups where he wouldn't have played wesley certainly has started every game he's been available uh, available and Hasn't had a huge role offensively, but defensively he's taken some big matchups. So maybe if you wanted to look at this in a different light, you might say, well, when you, when you weigh the dollar amount and the contract and what they're actually contributing to the team, then these rankings are a little bit harsh. I have them 9 and 8, but I had Robin 9 and Wes 8 uh, based on the guys ahead of them. I think even despite the, the higher dollar amounts, contributed more on the court to the team and the team success
0: that that is also the grouping i had um i think after Rolo, so once you get to west that is where i would draw the line for west and higher are guys that i would consider as um kind of positive asset values if that makes sense yeah. uh, i think Rolo at five million dollars i think him taking that option makes a lot of sense for him i think um, you know, look, uh, do I want the best Twitter feed in the NBA (laughs) on my team? Absolutely. Do I love Robin Lopez, the entertainer, the mascot friend slash enemy, uh, frenemy, if you will, uh, on my team for shits and giggles. Do I love the dynamic between him and the rest of the roster? I love it. Right. Um, from a purely basketball standpoint, um, you know, am I thrilled to be paying $5 million a year for, for a backup center? who can only sort of shoot threes, but is a better good than, rim protector in the buck Brooke system better than better than, better than Brooke,
1: <laughs> yeah. uh,
0: quote unquote, quote unquote, better than Brooke. Um, you know, uh, you know, you know, yeah, I mean, given, given the market value for big men right now, um, I, I, I would not be concerned about from a talent perspective that you, you know, couldn't replace Rolo, uh, with $5 million or less to spend. Um, you know, am I going to lose sleep over him picking up that option? No. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm fine with it. Uh, but again, if you know, the luxury tax is lowered for this coming season and, you know, we're going to start looking at that potential crunch, if the bucks are, I mean, again, we're going to, I think we have to assume they're going to try to stand under the tax, even if that may be very difficult. Um, that contract certainly is, is not going to be one that you'll look at as, as a great value relative to to others sort of in that in this bottom of the of the of the roster range. So um so yeah and I think it's a different story for Wes. I think you know his role um ended up being very valuable. You know, I think again he turned out probably about as as well as we could have expected, you know, giving you that volume three-point shooting, um, versatile defense, worked hard, defended different types of players. Uh obviously he has limitations, but you know, again, for a guy making, you know, under three million dollars a year. To be be able to f- be thrown into the starting lineup, embrace that low volume, you know, spot up role. Um, you know, occasionally maybe tries to do a little more than he's capable of, i.e., dribbling towards the basket. <laughs> uh, but uh, for the most part, you know, fit in really well. And um, you know, locker room wise, I think you obviously have to like what the way he meshed with this team. And you know, it's a credit the roster, obviously, that you know he's replacing Malcolm Brogdon essentially, at least from a starting perspective, and. Malcolm Brogdon is a much better overall player, but for literally one-tenth of the price, the Bucs, you know, really haven't missed a beat, at least in the regular season. So, um, you know, again, would you rather have Brogdon, you know, in the playoffs? Sure, all right. Uh, but if if I'm just saying, you know, do you feel good about what you're getting from, from Wes at that contract number? I would say definitely. Um, and so much so that, you know, if he opts out and tries to get... Um, maybe a tiny raise and, and another, you know, option year, you know, basically another one plus one. Sure. You know, I would say do it. Even if he's obviously like, you know, some of the other guys that we've talked about, Marvin, George Hill, other guys, he's obviously kind of defying age uh, a bit, you know, and you kind of worry at what point he might begin to drop off. But, but yeah, yeah, I'd say Wes, Wes is the point of the roster um, in my rankings where I feel like, Hmm, I, I, I'm very happy to be paying that guy that money.
1: We are going to leave it there for today, Frank. Just a little bit of a tease because I think this is where things really start to get interesting when you look at the rankings from here on out. I have a feeling we're going to have some differences. But to recap where we're at right now for everyone. So we went through the free agents. Both Frank and myself had Marvin number one out of the, the free agents that are upcoming for the box. That includes Pat Connor and Kyle Corver, Marvin Williams and Sterling Brown. And for where we are so far in the rankings, I had... Ursan, 12. Thanasis, 11. DJ, 10. Robin Lopez, 9. Wesley Matthews, 8. We were essentially the same. Frank just had DJ uh, last there. Ursan and Thanassus, then Robin and Wes. So much the same to this point. Uh, of course, let us know if you agree. If you disagree, hit us up on Twitter, at lockdownbucks, And maybe feel free to send through and project where you think we're going to have the rankings tomorrow when we come back, where we finish this off. We're going to go through the top seven. Remember, it includes the pick 19 draft pick. So if you want to send through your rankings, include that in the list. We look forward to hearing from you guys. But Frank and myself we will speak to you guys then.